I saw a sign outside of Leoma Church of Christ, and it's been up for quite a time, that reads, mountains become molehills simply by adding dirt. And they referenced Ephesians 4.29. And I told Nate this morning, I think that must be from the New Southern Living Translation. But uh, of course, they paraphrased that. Uh, but that verse is true, isn't it? That, that is so true. This morning, we're going to be looking at the subject of molehills becoming mountains. And as you may have already guessed, in other words, we're going to be talking about gossip. And we're going to start this morning in 1 Timothy chapter 5, and we're going to start there in just a moment. But I want to begin with a story with everyone this morning, and it's a story about a preacher in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And actually, this preacher shared this story through his memoirs that he wrote throughout his life. And late one night, he went out to a quick mark to pick up a, a couple of items, and the preacher was with a woman who was not his wife. And uh, after a short amount of uh, uh, a short amount of time, news began to spread that the preacher was cheating on his wife. You see, a couple of of sisters ha happened to be out that night too, and they saw the preacher and that woman. And so, as time went on, the preacher began to hear the rumors that some members had seen him out with a woman who was not his wife, but that woman happened to be his sister. And here's a question I want to ask. Did those two sisters gossip? I think most of us, if not all of us, would agree that they did gossip. And so here's a question I want to ask next. Why? Why do you say that they gossiped? You know, I wonder if sometimes if, if we understand really sometimes what we discuss. Why do we describe what they said as being gossip? I know what we always seem to associate gossip with women, and we think it's a problem that affects mainly women. Uh, the truth is both genders gossip. However, let's open our Bibles, and we're going to start in 1 Timothy chapter 5. And bear with me for a bit. 1 Timothy chapter 5, we're going to see what the Scriptures say. And, and I want to warn you, the Scriptures here are mostly speaking to women. 1 Timothy 5, verse 11, Paul is, is speaking about widows, and he gives different categories about how some of these widows would be put on a roll in a local congregation, and the local congregation would, would support them perhaps for the rest of their lives. And you may remember Matthew uh, covered this in our, in our Timothy study. Starting in verse 11, it says, But refuse to put younger widows on the list, for when they feel sensual desires and, and disregard of Christ, they want to get married, thus incurring condemnation because they have set aside their previous pledge. At the same time, they also learn to be idle as they go around from house to house, and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies talking about things not proper to mention. Therefore, I want younger widows to get married, bear children, keep house, and give the enemy no occasion for reproach, for some have already turned aside to follow Satan." So you see the connection there between gossip and women. And turn over to chapter 3, and I want you to notice uh, in verse 11, Paul is giving details to deacons and their wives. 1 Timothy 3.11 says, Women must likewise be dignified, uh, talking about the, the deacons, and if a man is up for office for a deacon. It says, Women 
must also likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate and faithful in all things. And so again, you see this connection with women and gossip. And turn over to Titus chapter 2 and verses, verse 1, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, But as for you, speak the things which are fitting for sound doctrine. Older men are to be temperate, dignified, sensible, sound in faith, in love, in perseverance. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. So once again, you find this connection. Now, before you think I've lost my mind, I understand that gossip is not just a problem for women. Well, there are many passages that make that connection between gossip and women, and the, and the reality is that gossip is a problem for everybody, both men and women. And I will say this in all serious, regardless of gender, gossip is a big deal. It's a problem. It's ungodly. It's something that we must avoid. We have to stay away from. I've read three passages, and we're going to go back there in a, in a bit, but I want to show you a couple more that help us see that this, this is not just for women. This is for everybody. Turn over to Romans chapter 1. You know, in Romans chapter 1, we usually go to this text when we talk about the issue of homosexuality. Homosexuality is condemned, the practice of it, and we find powerful language where Paul spoke about God and how God would give up individuals and he would give them over to their sinful desires. But homosexuality is not the only thing mentioned in Romans chapter 1. Let's start in verses 28, verse 28 and go through verse 30, I believe. And it says, And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, and slander is synonymous with gossip, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. So gossip is a big deal. It's categorized in all these other sinful practices, and this applies to both men and women. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 20 and 21, as Paul is finishing up his letter here, Paul would, would uh, have to uh, defend himself. He'd have to basically defend himself against the Corinthians. And he reminded them that things uh, of things that, that they would have to correct. Paul said, uh, for I am afraid that perhaps when I come, I may find you not to be what I wish and, that, and may be found by you uh, to not be what you wish, that perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, angry tempers, disputes, slanders, gossip, arrogance, and disturbances. I am afraid that when I come again, my God may humiliate me before you, and I may mourn over many of those who have sinned in the past and have not repented of the impurity, immorality, and the sensuality which they have practiced. And so he's including gossip. Gossip was a problem for some of those brethren in Corinth. And it's a problem for both men and women. Gossip is sinful in its nature. 
We already get that. Ephesians 4.29 tells us it's language that should not be coming from a Christian. We should not be gossipers. And I have some questions about gossip, and you may have some questions too. Have, have you ever been in a conversation before and maybe thought to yourself, uh, this sounds like gossip to me? Or have you ever been in a conversation and thought, maybe, maybe I'm gossiping? Have you ever said to anyone, it's not gossip if it's the truth? Has anyone ever said that to you? It's not gossip if it's the truth. Have you ever heard that? Is there a time that we can still gossip while sharing the truth? Yes, absolutely. There are a lot of things for us to consider. What is gossip? Am I, go am I gossiping when I'm sharing certain things? Where do we draw the line and how do we go about avoiding it? Because we don't want to be involved in this sinful practice. Let's talk a little bit, but first let's discuss the question, what is gossip? Think about this. If someone asked you to define gossip, what would you say? You know, we really need a good working definition for gossip. Let me give you a couple of definitions and talk about that for a bit. Here, here's a definition. Gossip is speech that is designed to hurt the reputation or influence of others. It's the sharing of private information or spreading of rumors. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's close? Let me give you the dictionary definition. The dictionary says, a statement in general circulation without confirmation or certainty of facts, rumor or talk of personal, sensational, or intimate nature. A person who spreads intimate or private rumor, rumors or facts. I, I think that's kind of close. I think that's accurate. Let's go back to the Bible and look at those words a little more closely. Back to 1 Timothy 5, and remember the context, Paul is speaking to these younger widows, and he says there's danger here because some of them may disregard Christ and be potentially tempted. And I want you to uh, just notice that what we can learn about gossip when we read the text. And remember the context when you're reading uh, the certain passage. It helps a lot when you, when you remember the context. And I'm reading from the New American Standard 1995 edition, and some of you may be reading from the King James or New King James or the ESV. Some of the wording may be a little different, but that's okay because it actually helps us to have a better understanding. So when Paul mentioned here in verse 13 of 1 Timothy chapter 5, he said, at the same time, they also learn to be idle as they go around from house to house and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies talking about things not proper to mention. I guess they went from house to house because they didn't have telephones back then. I don't know, but the fact that he said that they were sharing information or talking about things not proper to mention helps us to see what gossip is. It's the sharing of things that does not need to be shared. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were busybodies. They were overly interested in the affairs of others and they were gathering up information and they were sharing it. They were saying things about other people that they had no business sharing. Turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and notice in verse 11. My version says, not malicious gossips. Your translation may say slanderer. You know, that's a powerful word. The word slander comes from the word diablos. And that's a word used to describe the devil. And so the idea of... Uh, 
of a slanderer is the idea of one who slithers about and is a tail bearer. You may have heard him called tail toter or tail bearer. It's a malicious accusation with the purpose of damaging the reputation of some, uh, someone else. That's the idea of a malicious gossip or slanderer. As a rule, it's false, but it also may be a truth that's circulated for the purpose of hurting someone else, and it hurts their reputation. So we start to see more about this idea of gossip, this uh, speech that is designed to hurt the reputation or the influence of other, of other folks. It's an accusation or sharing of details, even true details, that ought not be shared and with the wrong motives behind it. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3. I want you to see what we find here when Paul was speaking about the last days and we've been in the last days since the first century, and he reminded Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1, he says, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self, check, lovers of money, check, boastful, arrogant, revilers, check, 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 disobedient to parents, check, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irre irreconcilable, malicious gossips. There's the idea of slander. One who's making true or false accusations to hurt someone else. We see that all throughout in, in, in Titus chapter 2, 3, and we won't read it again, but the same idea when Paul told Titus that the older women were to teach the younger women that they were to avoid, completely avoid this type of behavior. And, and so that's the idea of gossip. Gossip is speech that hurts the reputation of others. It's also the sharing of private information that you have no business sharing. It's a tale bearer. And this isn't just in the New Testament. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 16, Moses said, you shall not go about as a slanderer among your people. You don't go about falsely accusing your people. You don't go about speaking negatively or hurting your own brothers or sisters. You don't go about sharing stuff that you shouldn't be sharing, even if it's the truth. That's a good working definition that helps, helps us to understand the challenge and the problem of gossip. When people are engaged in gossip, people will be hurt. There will be collateral damage, and so that we have to make sure we uh, avoid gossip at all costs. The second thing to consider this morning, am I gossiping? You know, have you ever been in a conversation and wondered if maybe, maybe I shouldn't have shared that? Or I don't know, maybe he shouldn't have shared that with me. Maybe we've struggled with that before. You know, it's a good, good to know the definition of gossip, but how do we determine if we are gossiping? And there are two questions that we should ask ourselves, I believe. We, we know that it's sinful. We know that it's ungodly. If you have a question, if you're gossiping, ask yourself these two questions. Ask yourself, why am I sharing this information with someone else? And ask yourself, should I be sharing this information? Turn over to Proverbs 11, verse 13. Proverbs has a lot to say about gossip. The word gossip may not always be used, but you see other terms that have the same idea. Proverbs 11:13 says, he who goes about as a talebearer Reveal secrets, 
but he who is trustworthy conceals a matter. I think that fits perfectly with our question. Why am I sharing this information? Or do I need to share this information? Another question we can ask ourselves, am I hurting or helping someone when I share this information? Am I, hurt, am I trying to hurt or help? In a conversation, are you hurting someone when you share this information? Turn over to 3 John, somewhere we don't go very often. 3 John, verses 9, 10, and 11. Remember the brother Diotrephes in 3 John? We see something here about Diotrephes. Diotrephes, he wanted be the top dog. He wanted to be first. He wanted to be the top man in the local church that he was a part of. And we find something connected to this idea of gossip, which is going to help us with this second question. The second question is, are you saying these things because you're trying to hurt them or trying to help them? Third John, starting verse 9, says, I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first among them, does not accept what we say. For this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does, unjustly accusing us. He, now, he's talking about the apostles. This man was falsely accusing the, uh, the apostles. And continuing on, he says, accusing us of wicked words and not satisfied with this, he himself does not receive the brethren either and forbids those who desire to do so and puts them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of, God, uh, is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. Do you see how he described his language in verse 11? Do not imitate what is evil. He's describing diatrophies. In fact, the way uh, that he's talking about the apostles and trying to probably usurp their authority and trying to be first he was speaking wicked words against them. He was falsely accusing them, and he was con committing the sin of gossip and slander, and it's described as being evil. You look at what Diotrephes said. Was he trying to help anybody? Absolutely not. He was, wasn't trying to help any, anybody. If anything, he was trying to help himself by getting his own way. He was in the business of hurting someone to get his way, and all he created was problems. John says, I'm going to have to take care of this when I get there. So we ask ourselves, am I gossiping? Or is this something that I'm struggling with? And, and stop and think uh, why you're talking about this and why you're sharing this information. Are you talking about them to help them? And I know people are going to ask, is it ever going to be okay to say anything? I don't want to gossip and I don't want to fall into this category. And of course the answer is yes. There are going to be times when you're going to have to share information. We're going to have to uh, talk about someone else, but it goes back to intent. Are we talking to hurt someone? Or are we talking to, to potentially help someone? You know, if someone confides in you that they've been physically hurting in their spouse, you know, you have an obligation to report that. If you don't, in some circumstances, you would be breaking the law. Is it gossip if I do that? No, absolutely not, because I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm trying to help. So not everything is going to be gossip. When we share information or talk about some, uh, someone else, it goes back to the purpose of our intent. Why are you sharing this? 
Is what I'm sharing, is this going to hurt someone or is this going to help someone? Think about this. Turn over to Matthew chapter 18 and look at verse 15. Here's a command that we often ignore for some reason. And in Matthew verses 15 through 15 verses 15 through 18, we know the command is the command that if someone sins against you, what are we supposed to do? You're supposed to go to that brother and sister. You know, for some reason, we we have a hard time carrying that out. It says, uh, verses 15 through 18 says, If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every fact may be confirmed. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Think about that scenario. There's an issue with a brother or sister in Christ. We're to go to that person first. And if that doesn't resolve the issue, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to take a couple more people with you. And if that happens, well, they're going to learn some things about the situation. They're going to learn some details. How else are they going to be able to help? in that situation. And that makes sense, doesn't it? There are going to be times when we are going to have to share information to help resolve a potential problem or to help someone who is in need. And that goes back to the intent and help versus hurt. When you think about church leaders, they're going to have to share information about brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's not necessarily gossip if their intent is correct, and that is the intent that we are all to have when we talk about anyone else, especially our brothers and sisters. It's our intent. When we are sharing things with each other, our intent ought to be to help and not hurt. And if we can't do that, sometimes you know, it's best not to share that information at all. I think there's a clear distinction in scriptures. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, the idle women, they weren't trying to help anyone. They were saying things that they not ought not to say. Diotrephes wasn't trying to help anybody. He was only creating division and problems. And so those are a couple of questions that will help us to make sure we're not falling into the trap or into the danger zone when it comes to respect to sharing, sharing information. We need to know Really, we need to know how serious this is. There are so many damaging effects when it comes to gossip and that sometimes we don't even really think about it and we don't realize the damage that we cause. First, when a Christian is engaged in gossip, it's saying something about that person. It's saying that that person is immature. They're immature in their faith. And if a person is gossiping to you, you need to be on alert. Because if they're gossiping about somebody to you, what are they saying about you when you're not around? So you need to be really careful. It shows a lack of spiritual maturity by the person who is gossiping. Not only that, it also creates distrust. It creates doubt. Proverbs 11:13 says, the one that keeps a secret, that conceals a matter, you know, that's what we got to do to be trustworthy. And the people engaged in gossip are not doing that. And they're going to make people doubt their trustworthiness. Not only that, it's also going to divide friends. 
it's going gonna, it's gonna to create division. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9. It's talking about this idea of speech and being careful when we interact with each other. Proverbs 17, 9 says, He who conceals a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. You see that? There's a danger with destroying friendships. Not only that, gossip is going to hinder the spread of the word of God. Think about that. If you're gossiping about your brothers or sisters in Christ, do you think that any that's going to make the congregation attractive to anybody? Not at all. And it even makes the congregation not attractive to members who are already going here or whatever congregation they're in. Whatever happened to our speech seasoned in salt? Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. We have to make sure we avoid it because it will hinder our influence. Our influence is so important. Jesus said, if you make one of my little children stumble, it would be better for you to have a millstone hung around your neck. You know, God says, I don't, don't, God says, don't make my child stumble because of your gossiping. And that's a big deal because we're messing with children of God. We don't like it when people mess with our children. So let's be careful how we mess with God's children. We need to avoid gossip at all costs. So what's the solution? You know, how do we overcome it? Well, we need to ask ourselves the questions that we've already covered, of course. Let me give you a few more things to consider. Uh, number one, uh, think. Think before you speak. We have to think before we speak, and those questions that we've covered should help us to do that. Ask yourself, do I really need to share this? Do I really need to share it? James chapter 1 uh, says, quick to hear, slow to speak. That's a good r rule of thumb to live by. Let's think before we speak. That can keep us out of so much trouble. Number two, stop certain con conversations. Just stop them in their tracks. Have you ever been in a conversation and you know this person, person is gossiping? I mean, there's something enticing, enticing about gossip, and that's why people like to hear it so much. We need to have the courage to say, you know what, I think we need to stop talking about that. Can we talk about something else? That's hard to do, isn't it? You don't want to embarrass that other person, but we have to put our foot down. It's easy to say that here, though, on Sunday morning while we're worshiping God, but when we leave here, that's the kind of attitude we need to carry with us. Number three, let's compliment instead of criticize. Instead of talking bad about somebody, how about we compliment them? That might be just a game changer about how we view each other. There are so many great things to talk about with each other. We don't have to go down that road of criticism so much. Number four, go to the person and talk to them. There's a reason why people gossip. You know, maybe it's for the rush of having some juicy information, or maybe it's to feel like we're in the know or we're superior, but... There's something that's enticing with respect to gossip. Or maybe it's because they have a grudge against somebody. And if that happens, Matthew 18, go to that person and get the situation fixed. That would eliminate so many problems. Better yet, how about we do this? How, instead of gossiping about somebody, let's just pray. Let's just pray for them. 
Time spent praying will be so much more valuable. Pray for them. You don't have to talk bad about them. You don't have to criticize and spread all this stuff and, and hurt their reputation and get folks in your corner and all this stuff. Just pray for them. And while you're praying for them, make sure you pray for yourself. There's just so much more that, that we can do, so much more that we can do instead of gossip. Gossip is sinful. It's ungodly. It causes division. It hurts people. And it's something that we just don't have time for. We need to avoid it at all costs. Uh, let me close with the story that I started with, you know, the story about the preacher. The preacher, he, he heard about these two women telling people what they saw and saw him at the quick mark with another woman and uh, that was not his wife, but they didn't have all the details. So eventually he brought him into his office and explained to him who the woman was. And by this time, the reality hit and they were upset and they were crying because what they'd been telling people, they knew it was all over the place. Anyway, they went before the congregation and began the process of making things right. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, what, that's what happens when, with gossip. It gets out of control and people are hurt. And you can't bring that back. His reputation was hurt. It's probably hurt forever, at least for a long time. Let's close with a couple of verses. Remember that Jesus warns us about the sins of the tongue in Matthew 12, 36. It says, I tell you that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. Or Psalms 141, 3. When we pray, let's pray Psalm 141, 3. It says, set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips.